All right, and welcome to the You Don't Know Mojack show. My name's Ryan. My name's Brent. And today we're here to talk about SST-005, Black Flag, Six Pack. Yet again, we've got a powerhouse of a release. We just came off of the Miniman Punchline, and just to remind us of what we have been through in these first early episodes. First, Black Flag, Nervous Breakdown, Minutemen, Paranoid Time, Black Flag, Jealous Again, Minutemen, The Punchline, Black Flag, Six Pack. So for the first five releases on SST, we're going back and forth, Black Flag, Minutemen. Every release is, it's legendary. I mean, really, by this time, these are pretty legendary. Let's talk about the band. History lesson, part one. Okay, where was Black Flag at at this time? They had just lost their second singer, Ron Reyes, and were looking for a new new guy. And uh, they had a bunch of shows booked around this time, including a tour up to Vancouver. And they'd already been there with Ron, so clearly they'd already made some connections up there. Watt talks about the subhumans in the interview I did with him, and I know they knew the band at this point already, and DOA for sure. So they definitely had connections up in Vancouver. And they had a bunch of shows booked around L.A. as well. And Keith came back to sing a few a few shows with them. Did you know that? Yeah, I had read a bit about that in that Stevie Chick book, Spray Paint the Walls. Yeah. So I, I remember reading about that. Yep, and they had a few other fill-ins as well. Depending on who you ask, they may or may not have asked a few of those people to join the band. But they end up settling on Des Kadena, who was friends with them lived at the church for a while or at least hung out there i don't know if he actually lived there when i i'm, I'm trying to remember when i read that spray paint the walls book didn't a guy from the last that guy joe nolte wasn't he like a singer for a brief moment in black flag yeah i don't know if he actually performed with them or oh, okay they maybe just asked him to or something i just remember reading about how like when joel nolte was in black flag for a moment he was playing like a 12 string rickenbacker yeah. along with Greg Ginn, and I can't even imagine what that would sound like. Well, I think Greg had plans for some time before this to add a second guitar player. Yeah, exactly. And Des played guitar, so I think that was a plan right from day one to eventually put Des on second guitar. Yeah, because he doesn't play guitar on this single. No. I mean, I, I just, when I think about Joel Nolte playing, I, I, know, I mean, I know the last, and we'll get to the last in a long time from now, because uh, they did eventually put out a couple of records on SST, but that's a very different like uh, style and sound and tone from anything that Black Flag was doing. So it's kind of neat. And there was another guy that was in for a moment. I mean, there was probably lots of other guys who sang One Night at the Church in Black Flag before Des settled in for a while. Yeah, so this is the, the band at this time is at the height of their popularity, and they were selling out huge venues. Lots of lots of riots, right? Lots of riots, lots of violence, police violence, lots of exposure in the media about black flag violence. Yeah, and they started like you were mentioning. They toured up to Vancouver. I mean, my my recollection is this is about the time where they're really starting to build that network outside of California, laying the groundwork for kind of the tour network. You know, we talked in an earlier episode about. DOA out of Canada starting that but I mean this is what is this around 1981 or so really starting to build that network out of, out of California that bands still use to this day right? Yeah I think it's late 1980 early 81 and they toured I think right across the country this is for sure the first time they went to DC. Yes. Which is important. With Des in the band yes. 
they played in Texas with the Dicks, which is really important because we're going to be talking yeah. about the Dicks real soon. Yeah. They played with the Subhumans, of course. They played with the Meat Puppets in Arizona. So they made a lot of, of important connections, and I think they also played with Husker Du as well. Can you imagine being at one of those shows? I mean, I know any time that anyone comes through town that has any sort of connection to any of these bands, I try and go them right now. And just some of the times they come through, I mean, Mike Watt came through a couple of months ago. He's almost 60, and he's just killing it, right? And anytime I see anyone like that that's coming through town, I saw Thurston Moore a couple of years ago, and uh, it was crazy, but it was just amazing back then. You and I saw The Descendants recently. That was real good. That was amazing. Those guys are players too. Like they just they set up and they play and it's nonstop. And that whole ethos, right? They they don't lose that ethos once they get. Uh, same with Watt. He just walked on stage, plugged in, and he killed it for like an hour and a half. And the Descendants did the same thing too. That must. I mean, I think I, I think a lot of bands took that from Flag. Well, exact. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I can only imagine what it was, what it would be like to have Black Flag coming through town with that work ethic that uh, Ginn and Dukowski would have had back then, just to drill, drill them in. You know, the play tour, play tour um, mentality. Well, I think um, I think they pushed all of their bands. You know. Oh, on the label. Totally. Like, look at how much look oh, yeah. how much stuff Husker Du put out in such a short period of time. Oh yeah. And that's, you know, we were talking about um, some of the inserts that come in the, the, the releases. In addition to the catalogs, they also, some of the inserts are like the SST tour itinerary for the second half of, you know, 89 or whatever. Someone is touring for two months at a time all the time yeah. on the label. Yeah. That's crazy. So Des gets on in the band at this time. I mean, this is a pretty... This is a pretty amazing first release for a guy who's joining a legendary band, right? Well, I've heard it said many times that Des Kadena is the best vocalist in Black Flag. I, I have to disagree with that myself, but I think it kind of depends what you, you know, kind of where you start with Black Flag. I agree, totally. Obviously. Because I, I give, I give, I give uh, myself, I really like henry rollins as a singer in black flag but that's where i started with slip it in and in my war probably are the two tapes i got first yeah and so i actually i put him before des Kadena, but that's my that's my preference well we're pretty close to the same age i got my war was the first black flag album i got thank god because i think it's their best album and maybe that's the nostalgia factor for me but to me that's the sound of black flag people say black flag didn't have a sound because they evolved so fast. That's nonsense, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, and probably the second thing I got was The End of Silence by the Rollins Band. The, Roll the Rollins Band. Oh, no kidding. I would have got The End of Silence around then, too, actually. not he, You know what? I may have even gotten The End of Silence around the same time, too. That's I did not know that, that we would have gotten, like, My War and The End of Silence around the same time. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the next Henry Rollins Black Flag-related thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? To me, that's I still listen to that album all the time. I think it's one of the best albums ever made. With End of Silence, I'm talking about. You know, so I, for me, Rollins is the guy because that's what I started with. Even more so than Keith. Oh yeah, totally. I didn't listen to the first four years until way later. Yeah. Or any of the early singles. 
I think I'm kind of the same in that way. I mean, I did not know uh, until much later after hearing the, my very first taste of Black Flag that there were, you know, three other singers before Henry. So I think I'm pretty similar that way. The first stuff I got was My War, End of Silence, Slip It In, you know, then Wait came out shortly after that. So I'm a total Rollins guy is the point I'm trying to make. And I got Group Sex by The Circle Jerks is one of the first punk albums I got too, which is, in my opinion, way better than anything Keith did with Black Flag. Yeah, I agree. I prefer Circle Jerks over it. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with with Des. I, but I I kind of feel like Des, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially people from the scene back then, if you read in the books, they'll say things like, Henry Rollins ruined Black Flag, which yeah. is, you know, like to me, Des Kadena paved the way for Henry Rollins. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm always pretty quick to stand up for Henry when people make comments like that. Okay, well, I kind of have a thought about the actual recording that's related to that, so let's move on to the actual release and the and the songs. History lesson part two. All right, what do you think of the the actual tracks? Well, we've got three songs: Six Pack, I Heard It Before, and American Waste. And I listened to them again for uh, for the first time in a long time, a long time. I really, I rarely listen to the Des era Black Flag, and I got a new a new appreciation for it. I must say. I de- like Des kind of barks. He kind of barks his vocals. That's why I say um, he paved the way for Henry. Totally. Yeah, but and Henry was like that too. But Henry became a bit melodic, and and maybe we'll debate that later on. I guess that's that's. I've always thought Henry's more of a singer than people give him credit for. But yeah, Des kind of barks. I have to admit, I have this vision of being a kid at parties and a bunch of you know blockheads listening to Six Pack. I don't like that song. And it kind of, at parties, when I was getting into punk rock, it's one of those songs that came on and brought out the worst in people. So I kind of, I skipped past Six Pack. I have a new appreciation for it, but I still kind of skip past it. I don't know, like that, for me, that's kind of where I'm at with all the early Black Flag. I like Nervous, the song Nervous Breakdown, but a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about soon on, that never came out but was recorded around this time, like Gimme Gimme Gimme, Six Pack... It's. I don't like it. Well, I still will fly the flag for like "Fix Me," for example. Um, yeah, there's, there's good, still a couple. There's good stuff. There's some but, damage. But even yeah. when we get into damaged, like I don't like "TV Party Tonight." No, I don't either. I don't like "Rise Above." For me. Oh, I still. I kind of like "Rise Above." I don't think it's. I don't know. To me, "Black Flag" starts. The sound of "Black st- Flag" starts with side two of this album, the seven inch. I've heard it before. I hear you. Yep. They start getting heavy, they start getting darker, lyrically yep. and musically. That's what I want Black Flag to sound like. I've heard it before, and American Waste are incredibly heavy. They're very, very cool. So, I mean, it's still a good single. I think I think we're agreed that you kind of skip pack, past six-pack. Um, we're probably going to get a whole bunch of haters for that comment, but that's kind of where my head is at. It sounds like at the same place where your head is at. Yeah, there's a lot of people with a lot of different stances on Black Flag. This is just a matter of taste and I think how you got into the band. Yeah, let's turn to um, the artwork. It's another Raymond Pettibone. This is one of, it seems to me, one of the more famous images from the early Pettibone SST releases. It's the photo of the, or the, the drawing of the guy who was essentially 
painted himself into a corner and he looks like he's ready to explode. Yeah. It's good. It's a great, great image. They also have the lyrics on the back side, the flip side here. I've got the 10 inch of this too. I can't remember. They must have put them on the 10 inch too. I'm just looking at the single right now though. Now, here's one thing I wanted to ask you about. It's produced by Spot and Giza X. Yeah. You you know a bit about Giza X, right? I mean, I know he he was he was kind of a producer in LA. I think he did uh, Dead Kennedys uh, Holiday in Cambodia, and I'm pretty sure he did uh, Germs Lexicon Devil. But I think you even have like a Giza X album or something, right? Yeah, I just have one. I don't know a lot about him. I don't know his recorded history. I just have a Giza X album that I really like. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a song on there called Isotope Soap, which is an amazing song. Is it Giza X and the Mommy Heads? Is that it? Nope, not this album. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know much. I'll have to look into that. Kind of interesting a, to know. More of a Devo kind yeah. of a thing. Hmm, I would be into that. I'll have to check that out. Giza X. Yep. It's on the to-do list. Uh, Raymond Pettibone is spelt with an E on this one, which is kind of neat. I don't know if that's on purpose. Not an artwork thing, but Chuck Dukowski wrote one of the songs and co-wrote one of the other ones. Yep. Which which I think and, is and- new. I don't think we have individual songwriting credits on any of the any of the other releases. Uh, no, there is on um, Nervous Breakdown. But it was all the Greg Ginn show, I think, in the songwriting department up until this point. Oh, I could have sworn uh, Keith Morris was a co-writer on one of them. Oh, Wasted, yeah, he he writes the lyrics on Wasted. Yeah, you might be right, um, but you're but you are you are definitely right that we're seeing more names other than Greg Ginn now, definitely. So. It was um, when we were doing Jealous again, I was talking about there was some uh, sayings in the Dead Wax yep. and uh, Creepy Crawl and I uh, can't remember the other one. Both of them are tattoos on Henry Rollins, though. Yeah, what do we have on this one? On the A side, the Dead Wax, it says, no, no, an omelet. All three of those, like no, exclamation point, no, exclamation point, an omelet, exclamation point. And then on the B side... I bet that's an inside joke or something. Oh, yeah. It's not an outside joke, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the B side, it says, and a baked potato, exclamation point. So it sounds like some sort of food joke. I don't know. Maybe they were eating at Alfredo's or something. All right. You want to pick a track? Ballot result. I'm going to, I got to go with, I've heard it before, but what do you think? That's mine. I love the buildup on that song. I can just imagine live like the explosion when the song kicks in in the pit must have just been insane oh yeah i agree well very cool uh that's black flag six pack we have had great releases by black flag and the minutemen for the first five episodes next episode is saccharin trust and i would say that this is the first legit full length on sst like it is an actual full length album yeah you know i don't know much about this album but i have listened to it throughout the years and i i kind of like it so i'm interested to get into it all right thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time